So last week we uh, we began the, the famous story of the lost princess, and we didn't get we didn't get far. We got not even to the beginning of the sentence. We got to the first introductory uh, idea that Rabbi Nachman puts across. And like we understood, we learned that that this story is the foundational story for all the other stories in a lot of ways. And so you know, we, we in the beginning of lesson sixty, or in the middle of lesson sixty, sorry. It's the introduction. Rabbi Nachman begins to you know, talk about the fact that people are so asleep that they need stories to wake themselves up. And that we're in this sort of situation in the world, in the universe, that, that we, we, we are increasingly getting more and more into sleep as we get closer to the, uh, to the end, the end of days. And we're in the end of days. So we get closer to the final curtain call, so to speak, of the giant story. And we talked about how stories themselves are really what reality is made up of. The Torah that we read, that we learn, is a, is a set of stories built by the tzaddik, the ultimate tzaddik, mm-hmm. which is Moshe Rabbeinu. And not built, it was given to him by Hashem, but he was the transfer of these constructions of the Torah. And they were, they were a vehicle for the ultimate light, which is the creator's light. And so we, the, the idea that there's a story is, right, is part and parcel of the foundational blueprint of the creation. So <clears throat> I'm just going to cover this again real quick. This is good to kind of recap. It told me you can spend hours on this. Uh, I'm going to read it in English and we're going to try to speak about it in Hebrew a little bit. Um, but just going to recap real quick. Reb Nussin writes down that, that Rebbe Nachman said, or the Rebbe said, while I was on a journey, while, while on a journey I told a story and whoever heard it, had thoughts of repentance. And, and we're, we're just, uh, we're just recapping. Oh, great. Recapping. Oh, we spent all right? Oh, this is like a little behind. Oh, no, just don't worry about it. Time, is no, time has no bearing sometimes. Don't worry about it. Um, it's during time. It's time. So, I'm just recapping the idea of a journey. The idea of a journey. Um, sorry. It, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry about it. We're all good. Uh, it's very interesting. Actually, in the Hebrew, it says "Ana Ana He answered and he said, which means he was asked a question, but Reb Nussin never writes down what the question is. Yeah. It just says that he answered. Ana Amar. He answered and he said. Recapping, because I think there's another point I want to touch on another part of this, and and I touch on it every once in a while, so I think it's it's important. Um, and he says, I said he v'derech siparti maase shikol mi shehayashumah hayah lo hirhor tshuva v'zuhi. He said in English, right? That every well on a journey, I told a story, v'derech. But it's important. The Hebrew here is important because. Well, on a journey, I told a story. Whoever heard it had a thought of repentance. As I said, we spoke about this last week, but derech, that we're always on a derech. We're always on a journey. Derech. This whole world, our whole life started as a derech. As a journey. As a descent. A derech down. And Rabbi Nachman teaches in Torah Vav, in Lesson Vav, that in derech up. Right? Descent the purpose of ascent. That's the idea. That you have to fall in order to 
pick yourself back up and get up again. That's the whole way the world is designed. That's what a derech is. And we understand that we learn in Torah, in Torah Vav, in Torah 6, of the Moran, that Rabbi Nathan says something very, very powerful. And it's, it's, it's a chiddush from him that you have to be an expert in falling and getting back up in this world. What's an expert in Hebrew? Bucky. Two times Bucky equals derech. So the way to have a derech in this world, the way to find the lost princess is you're going to fall and get back up. Mm. So Rabbi Nachman says, on, my, on a journey, I'm on this, what journey is he talking about? I said before the journey to Eretz Israel, but ultimately, really, it's the journey of life. He's saying, my journey is, I'm also on a journey, man, and you're going to fall and you're going to get back up, and it's not going to be easy. And that's what this world's about, derech. To go on the derech, to go on the derech, sometimes it's just not going to be easy. And that, and that this derech that you're on needs, and this is where the story comes in, needs, you need to become empowered, you need to be strengthened on your derech. So when he says, I was on the path, and when I said a story, everybody did this, this story, everybody did tshuva. Meaning sometimes, and oftentimes, life as the derech, as the journey, is very hard, and we need to be empowered and strengthened. And this is it. This is the story. So this is now we're going to get into the story. And we're not going to get far today. <laughs> <laughs> we can go very fast if you want, but there, the, I, I think really the beginning part is, is quite is quite powerful. Uh, it's all powerful, but I think it sets the tone for the rest of it. And I think we uh, we're, I'm gonna read it in English and then go back through the Hebrew. I'm gonna do opposite what most people do, right? Because I want to get and I, I want everybody to get an idea, even if we've read it before, to get a flow. So here's the story: There was a king who had six sons and one daughter. Now this daughter was very precious to him showing her much affection and enjoying her company very much. Um, the king had six sons. It's not so hard to figure out what these six sons are. Six days, some, in one sense, they're the six days of the week. And the daughter is the seven, and she is the Shabbat. That's one lever, layer. That's very clear what Rabbi Nathan is doing. And he had these six sons, and they were good, great. And then he got Shabbos. Kosh Baruch Hu got Vayuhulu and Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. It's Chaviv. Hebrew is called Chaviv. She was Chaviv. She was so precious. Because that's where like the real relationship takes place. She's real precious to him. And on another level, we know that Rabbi Nachman, we know well, the, the early Brussels lovers understood the story from Rabbi Nachman. It's very, it's very clear that, that, that the princess on a variety of different levels is, equals Malchut, because that's the seventh of the final seventh of all the Sfirot, kingship. And this first, the six sons of the six uh, uh, Sfirot, or, or Midot, cosmic Midot of the, of the Zer Anpin, which is. Chesed, Gevura, Tiferet, Netzach Hod Yisod. And then we have Malchut, kingship, which is the receiver of all those. 
So she's Haviv, she's precious. Because she's the reflection, the expression of his of Hashem's Malchus to the world. His kingship, what it should be like when everything's in harmony. And so she's Haviv, once again, precious. And another layer, she is prayer. Amuna. Because you can't have real prayer without Amuna. Right? Simple faith. If you have simple faith, you're going to speak to Kodesh Baruch about all your problems. You know, Rabbi Nafid said, my entire Indian, my entire idea is just prayer. Right? Someone asked, someone's, someone's asked me, like, what's Brasov about? But there's no such thing. I'm at, there's no such thing. Rabbi Nafid said, I'm just prayer. I don't care if some, some person who's in an office... I don't care if you're some person like you know, working in a field or a drug addict in uh, New York or some guy like, you know, selling, you know, a coal miner. Well, I'm just picking everybody. Because if you can speak to Kodesh Baruch in your own language, that's all Rabbi, that's really not asking us to do is have a simple, plush relationship with the creator of the universe. So the princess is prayer. Because the princess is the, the concept of prayer that brings us into a relationship with the creator of the universe. That God didn't have to create the universe. We know Derech Hashem by the Ramchal says that very clearly He created the universe in order to bestow goodness to another, i.e., to have a relationship with another person. That's what He wanted to have. He wanted to have that relationship with each one of us. And since the world's constantly being created, what Rabbi Nachman is saying, He wants to have a relationship. He wants us to find the princess within us in order to have us have a relationship with Him. No intermediaries. Nobody in between. One-on-one with the creator of the universe. That's what's going on. And so... And so something startling happened. And then we're going to go back and understand this even deeper. Something startling happens at the end of the story. Well, I'll read it in Hebrew a little bit because I think... You know, just a, there's this is a translation, and the Hebrew is like richer a little bit, obviously. Even though this is said in Yiddish in the beginning, but you know, Hebrew brings it out a bit. She was like he was more attached to her than than the others. Mishashea is like played with her. Was with her, I hung out with her. So, emuna, prayer, malchus is like attached. It's like there with the kodesh baruch You're in the room of the sham. So Shabbos is like gavaldic because even if the kids are screaming at the back of your head, you're like, thank God, Shabbos. <laughs> even though it's crazy, like it's like it's still Shabbos, right? Like that's the chav. So something crazy happens in the beginning of the story. It doesn't doesn't make much sense if you just don't if you don't delve deeper into this. Once because it's then the whole thing starts. Once though, while he was alone with her, on a certain day, he got angry with her and mindlessly said, May the no good one take you away. That evening she went to her room, but in the morning she was nowhere to be found. Her father was extremely distressed and went to search for her all over. The king took the princess and sent her away 
sent her away. He sent the princess away. Hashem sent Emunah away. Hashem sent Malchus away. Right? He's controlling me. He says, my Malchus is sent away. My pr- prayer is sent away. It's hidden. So, in Torah 60, Lesson 64 in the Kutim Ran, Rabbi Nachman, it's not a Kiddush, what he's saying, but he quotes the Arizal about the creation of the world. And how it was necessary for Kodesh Baruch to restrict himself, and Rabbi Nachman adds in Kevi so to speak, because in, in Hasidus, the main, without going diverging too much, but there's a huge uh, discussion between the Vashem Tov and the Vilna Goen, who was opposed to the Chassidus, about how the, what we call the Tzimtzum, let's say the Tzimtzum worked, how the restriction worked. So in Chassidus, it's Kev so to speak, because it's, it's really no restriction. Rabbi Nachman says in multiple places, Rabbi Nachman says it also, that, that the, it's like there's, that before creation, after creation is the same. It's just we live in a, a paradigm which we're after create. We just after creation means we conceive of it, we perceive it to be really separate. But that's in order just to have this relationship, right? So this whole thing going on and being in the story is Samach Dalit, is Torah 64. Where in the beginning, where it says, out of the mercy, out of Hashem's mercy, he restricted himself and made, in a sense, what he's saying, he made the six sons and the seventh, the daughter. He restricted himself. Doesn't mean that you can't relate to Hashem. Just he restricted himself so there'd be a space to have a relationship with the creator of the universe. And then Hashem did something even further. Even though it would be to even though it would break his kavod, he sent his Bat Melech, his princess, to the no good. The Sitra Akhara, the Yitzhahara, the bad Midot, the bad character traits. The world became a broken mess after after the fall of Gan Eden, the, or the breaking of the vessels in the beginning, even when the vessels couldn't contain the what we call the Olam Tohu, the world of chaos, which is what the world was. The world was created in such a such a way that it had high energy, and it fell and broke and shattered, and all these ideas we were talking about before, Rabbi, the concepts fell all over the universe. into what we call now, what we live in, the Olam Atikun, which is the Olam, the world where we have to rectify. We're actually working to rectify it. You know, the famous world, the famous Torah that Rabbi Nafa teaches in Luke Iran, Lesson Hay, where he says, quotes Talmud and Sanhedrin, it's very famous in the beginning, he says, like we've said before, you have to, it, you, everybody has to believe the world is created only for them, and then he adds on, in order to, when you see it lacking, to fix mm-hmm. it. So when the, what, what is this lacking? It's the princess being thrown to the no good. It's the space that now we are given to create our own, our own story. We call it the halal panui, the free space. He had to make a halal panui, a free space where we appears to be the world is 13 billion years old. It appears to be that Hashem's not running the show. It appears to be that the king has no interest in his daughter or gets upset by her, tosses her off. And now we are sent into this world on the derech, on the way, in order to find the princess, in order to uplift it, in order to return the princess back to her original state where she fell from. 
the low tov is this place of sutra achra, like I said. The low tov is this place where, and, it, and we're going to find out when we get to the palace of the low tov what's really going on. But it's just a little introduction. The low tov is, is it's, not, not, it's not Hitler, right? It's not the, sat- the, 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 the hokey pokey Satan. No, no, it's not that at all. It's Amazon. Right? Rainforest or bookseller? No, bookseller. Get whatever you want. Whenever. Get whatever you want. Isn't this party good, man? Everything's there for you to get whenever you want it. And that's that's what's going on. That's the Loto. The princess is found in all these things that are that are like just pulling us away from she's trapped in that almost parveness of reality. Where hey, this this place is fun. I like it. Food's good here. Party's great. Everybody's invited me in. You know that famous that famous uh, debate when Napoleon was wanted to emancipate the uh, Jews. The Baltani was against it. He wanted to side with the Tsar. It's crazy. It's crazy. Why would you side with the Tsar? Because he said, listen, like, if you emancipate the Jews, they're going to fall in, into the situation where they're just going to be caught up in all the westernization and the enlightenment, and they're going to forget about Amuna. And better to have a bad king, that we know, now we know we're different, than to have the trick. The slate of hand. I mean, how many times have all of us, like, oh, this, it's not a deal, who cares? It's the big deal. Just, you know, go party out now. We forget about the last princess. That we're all going after. We were all set on this derech, this up and down crazy reality, this journey of life to find the lost princess. And we forgot about all we found we forgot about her, hundred percent. So that's what the that's the Lotov is. And he, Hashem is creating once again a space for each of our stories to take place. Because my derech and your derech is not the same. Or the, I wouldn't be created, or you wouldn't be created. If we're saying, then there's no, you know, each one of us has, there's no one that has the same uh, fingerprint, right? That's one, you know, can correct me. I think we all have individual fingerprints. And so, this concept that we're like, you know, there's no two people that are alike. There's no two journeys that are alike. And so Hashem created this space where each one of us has to take up the mantle, we're soon to see, to find the lost princess, to find the lost prince of our own lives, to get back to prayer, to get to Munah, to get to Shabbos, for real, not just like Stam, I like, you know, just like kind of wait for the, you know, the, wait for the Shabbos to end to see the soccer game. I think you guys were saying that last week to me, it was very nice. It was very nice. I think that's 100% what's going on. Well, that's the, that's, it's not just about Shabbos. It's not about like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm cool. No, it's like, do we really get Shabbos? Do we really get Shabbos? So what happens? So what's the answer? Which one? To what? Do you really get Shabbos? I don't know. It's hard. But that that's the that's the journey. That's the journey. The journey is do we do we really like now we have to find the lost princess. The lost princess is part of this all Shabbos. Or Shabbos gives us a taste of what the princess is. 
And sometimes we're almost there. We're always finer. Then we lose it again. We fall asleep. You know, like, you know, that's the whole thing. Seeing how distressed the king was, the viceroy approached and requested to be given a servant, a horse, and expense money. And he set out to seek her. He sought her for a very long time until he found her. Wild. Story's done. Huh? Story's done. I love, I love this part. Now the Rebbe tells how he sought her until he found her. But don't worry about it. You get, the, get to the princess at the end. Get to the princess at the end. Oh, I want to finish the last section up with the, the, when the king is looking for her. It says, Halach leva kasha anava ana. He went to seek her here and here, all over the place. I mean, he can't find her anywhere. The world is so closed off to spirituality. It's so closed off to God awareness that Kosh Baruch is looking for us. Ayeka in Gan Eden, right? When they, they, they sin, Ayeka, where are you? Saying yeah, where are you? I think he knows where he is, but where are you? Where are you? Like, where are you holding, dude? That's how, yeah, he looked at her. Where, where, where are you? Where's the lost princess? Where you buried her? So I, I, I just want to finish that. But yeah, so he, so now the viceroy, who's the viceroy? Us. Israel. Us. Us. Shit. No, we, all good, quite, all good answers. They're all correct answers. Well, there's always layers. Right? There's layers upon layers upon layers. So, Sheni Lemalchut in Hebrew. There's a very famous line. Amad Hasheni Lemalchut. So, the second in command, the second in charge of the kingdom, stands up. What's Sheni? In Hebrew, Shorshe Neshamot Yisrael. It's the Roshe Tevot of the root souls of Am Yisrael. Shein and Malchus, each one of us. Each one of us. And, and who, at a, at a whole different level, it's also the Tzaddik. It's a very deep, deep Indian here. That's why Rabbi Nachman teaches there's a fragment of the tzaddik in each one of us. Because we have the opportunity also to be like the tzaddik. And he's like one guy and he's just like, you know, he, and we don't do anything. He does it all. And we don't believe in that. Right? We don't believe in that. In fact, we understand that Rabbi Nachman oftentimes took himself out and let his students figure their own path out. It's very powerful. That's not, that's not a typical thing to do. But that's a very, that's what he did. He wanted them to develop themselves. Like create divine space for them to like, Pull, you know, to, to actually work through. It says, Amada Sheni, the Malchut. A Sheni here, Sheni here is each one of us, and the Tzaddik is the repository of all the souls of Israel. He has access point to all the souls of Israel. In fact, in the first Torah, in the second, Lukut, second half of Lukut, Rabbi Nafis says something very powerful that we understand that Yaakov Vino controlled Malachim, controlled angels. So Rabbi Nachman says, how does someone control angels? Because he goes, that's the, that's the purpose of I'm, each person in Am Yisrael, to get to the level where they can control angels. But how do you do it? You have to be a type of person to be in touch with all the root souls of all of Am Yisrael. 
i.e. the tzaddik. So it's just not, you know, see, so, so the tzaddik here, on one hand, it's, it's the 600,000 souls of Am Yisrael, of Knesset Yisrael. It's not just each, you know, souls more than a person. The souls, you know, we're soul fragments, really. The souls are like channels from the, from the uh, ultimate light that gets, gets repackaged here. So, so the tzaddik is like the repository of that. He actually can, he actually is tapped into each one. And so on one hand, yeah, it's Knesset Yisrael. It's our journey here to actually find the lost princess as a nation. And it's also our, the tzaddik's journey. It's the tzaddik's role also to do this. And it's also in our own dalit, our own four amot, our individual space, our individual journeys, since we have a fragment of the tzaddik within us, what's the tzaddik? The guide, right? That the tzaddik is the thing which is more than just a person at this point. It's, it's, it's a, we call it a nigun, it's a melody itself. You, know, you can say that the tzaddik became a melody. He got so in touch with the melody of the universe that he became the melody. So it's up to us to attach that melody to discover our own melody. And so we are here also to, in our own individual space, to push forward and find the lost princess. So he stands up because he sees the king is very pained. He sees the king is very pained. He sees the king wants the lost princess back. And it's that moment in our lives when we say, okay, I don't let you down, God. That's the switch over. Like, you sent me down here. I don't want to let you go. I don't, I don't want to let you down. I yearn for a real connection. I yearn for a real connection. Our souls came from the world of Amuna. Our soul, like, that's the highest connection there is. And then we come down here and we just forget it. And then there's that point in time we go, hey, wait, this doesn't like feel right. I really should like try to get back to where I was before, before I came down. Before I was like released from the Kisei Akabod. And so he goes, listen, the king is really upset. My father's upset. Right? That's such a shame. My father's upset. And he wants me to go on this journey to find the lost princess. To find my faith. To find my prayer. To get into Chavez mode. He can bring Galula like that. But he wants me to do it. He wants me to do it. He wants me to connect. He wants me to come back. And this journey is going to be very, very hard. It's going to be very painful because you have to let go of those things which we think are us, which the world tells us is us. And that's going to require ups and downs and to try a lot of falling asleep and waking up. But he wants to make his father, he wants to make his king, he wants to make the king, we want to make our king happy again. We want to get to that point where we at least have authentic prayer where the conversation between us and the creator of the universe is real. That's the beginning. That's the actual stage where, hey, listen, that's, I'm getting in touch with the princess. It doesn't mean that you found her. But it means so that that's on the way. We're going to finish up... Uh, we're going to finish up in this, in this segment here. At least we're not going to go further today. 
in terms of after this next statement. He saw it. He requested, sorry, he requested that he be given a helper, a servant, a horse, and money. Money in order to for his expenditures. And he went out to find her. This is going to take this this segment. That's why it was this little sentence here it seems just like a, a passing sentence, but it's, it's very very important because we each have to understand these are these are tools in our journey. So it's going to take a little time to explain. That's why I, I want to spend some time on this. So I don't know how many times everybody here has had this like thought or someone said, "Hey, like, what do you talk about when you speak to God?" Like, everybody's like, you know, like, hey, I want, like, world peace. Like, I want, like, I want the Shekhinah. Like, I want, woo. We know that Rabbi Nachman said, you know, that's very nice, but you should feel free to ask about anything you need. Because, why? Because that means it's real. Like, even if you need a new shoe. It's like the famous one. Back then, shoes were, were tough, you know, sometimes hard to come by. Now you just find them in, like, the, you know, a store. Now we want the money for the shoe. Right. We actually need you for this. Happened to us earlier. <laughs> we lost the shoe. <laughs> we really needed some comfort shoes on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we see here is no, this in our in our task, in our in our on our journey, we have to ask Hashem for help. Mm. Wait, you sent me on this journey. You sent me into this world that looks so messed up. And I was here. I was happy. We discussed. I was so happy before. And now you sent me down here into the free space. In a space that I can't even see if you're really here or not. Unless it's really dark outside. No one else is around. And I kind of have that quiet, quiet feeling that there's a melody out there that I heard before. I heard that back in the time before I came down. And so he goes, the, the viceroy, the second in command, he says, listen, Tati, right, Abba, my king, I need some help. I need some help. You know, like the, they say, like, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ask to be rich when you're talking to God. Because God's like, what? You know, like what I've given you so far? But you can ask for help on your journey. And I want parnasa because I don't parnasa. I know Yeshua Das. I have no time to contemplate anything. Right around, left, right, up and down. What are you crazy? No parnasa, no shalom bias. No parnasa, no, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to be rich. I'm not going to be rich, God. But I need help on this journey. I need a place to live in Eretz Israel. It takes time sometimes to, to get it to people, right? <laughs> but but that's I, you know, hey, come on, come on. And so he 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 asked him. He said, I need, "I need help on this journey. It's going to be hard. I'm, I, I need help." And what does he ask for? Misharet, asus, and money. A servant. So most people say servant here means body. 
that right now we've had the Viceroy in a lot of ways is the soul saying, I'm ready to go down into that world, into the depths of creation, where the no good rules, where it's scary, and I don't know left from right, up and down. I'm willing to go down there. You're sending me down there anyway, right? I'm willing to go down there, but I need the Nisharet, I need the goof, I need the body that's going to carry me through this situation. And I need to get around, that's the Seuss. And then my ability to move through the journey. And this is the most interesting part, I think. Because we're going to get to money later on. At the end. But here, we have Parnasa, Ma'ot, money. You know, there's this emphasis in life. Where we like, you know, hey, to serve Kosh Baruch we, we shouldn't have any parasa. So we have to be some sort of like a priest on the side of the hill. There's a lot of people like, oh, that too, you know, whatever. I'm not like, you know, I don't want to this or that. My Hebrew dude is just like, you know, I want to be a good stark learner or whatever it is. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking for parasa that we were just saying before in order to serve Hashem. That's what Rabbi, Rabbi Nachman saying that. The soul says, listen, it's cr- the world down there works uses mamon. The world down there uses mum and money. I have I have to have a parnasa to make this thing work. Not just a parnasa, but kavod, an, an honorable parnasa. For all of his expenditures. He doesn't ask, I need money to be rich. The money here is a tool for his expenditures. Because the worst thing and the thing that drives everything in exile is the desire to have money, to avat mamon, the uncontrollable urge to run after money. And the soul, in the goof, in the body, gets caught up in it. Because it's the ultimate of Vodazara, is money. This drive to earn, 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 to make your quarterly like, report, to get more and more cash. And you just fall into it, and you're like, hey, I'm lost. And we understand that a Taivat Mamon is a form, as I said, a form of Vodazora. Form of Vodazora. And the people that fall into fall into the darkness. They lose the trust in the Kodesh Baruch Because who gives us Parnasa? Hashem, right? So they lose. And they become very sad because they can't, they don't know why it's not working out. Or even though they have a lot of money, they're so swept up with, oh, wow, I did it. That deep down in core is the, is the, is they're sad, because they, they still can't be fulfilled by it, because really it's not there's nothing to it. It's just a mirage. It's just a currency to be used here, in this world. You can't take it back with you. This is the most. It's a small sentence, but it really shows us how we function here in this world, in this free space. And we go, listen. I need these tools. If I don't have these tools, I don't have anything. I can't get the princess back without real active tools in the world in Olamazah in the world that's created. Created tools. And so, there's, unfortunately, there's an emphasis to ignore these tools. And not to go to like, just a side point, you know, there's a lot of, dare I say, correlation between certain things, you know, I've said this before, 
in, co- in cosmological things between certain Zen Buddhist ideas and, and Hasidus. We understand that. We understand the idea of having layers and removing the layers to get in touch with oneness is also very found in Eastern religion. But where's the difference between that? Is that this point here? That it's okay to use the physical things in this world to uplift them to the Creator in order for us to uncover where the princess is. And they don't believe that. They believe just, just remove everything. Don't get caught up in the, in the Misharet, the Sus, and the, and the Me'ot. Those three things that are tools down here. Just escape. We want to get back to the Tati. We want to get back to the Kodesh Baruch We have to. And so we recognize, but really it's all just a mirage. And so we, we have to uplift that part of the mirage in order to find the sparks in it, in order to find the princess. And we, we recognize, and the Shaman says, listen, I'm coming down here, I have to have these things. I have to have these things. So I'm going to end there. Um, yeah, this is the right time. That's, that's, that's way behind. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But we were early. So no, no, no. <laughs> that's, that's, that's behind. Um, so, and next week we're going to move on into the actual beginning of the search itself. And, and uh, we'll get there. Please, God Almighty. And uh, we should all have a blessed Shabbos. Have the princess on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Have the princess on Shabbos. Let the show.